Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast. We are super excited to discuss with you today about some new ways for you to generate leads, generate clients, and also give back a little bit too. Um, So we are going to unpack and discuss the topic of webinars, masterclasses, workshops, whatever you want to call it. They're all kind of the same thing in a way. Um, But utilizing those to generate leads. And, and also to just give back in a way that, you know, you're not charging for anything unless you want to. You totally could. Um, but oftentimes they are free. Um, so it's a good way to give back as well as also see if you can possibly drum up a couple clients, too. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think I remember in our last episode, you mentioned having a webinar coming up. And when you said that, I'm like, oh, like that that is a really good way to generate some leads. And so I'm glad that we're able to unpack that a little bit today. Thank you for that. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So let's first open this up with talking about why to even do this, right? So I kind of prefaced it a little bit, but this is something that I've been doing recently. I think that I've done like three or so, something like that so far. And I'm actually hosting one next week as well. Um, And I started doing this um, because I thought that it would be a new way for me to kind of shake things up a little bit, Um, even more so than like, you know, what I already do on my social media and just like general promotions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I wanted something that people could like actually be a part of and interact with and kind of almost get like a taste of what coaching might look like um, when maybe they're a little bit more nervous to reach out directly or to hop on like a one-on-one call right away. You know, like mm-hmm. this might be just a good little like sneak peek yeah. for people. So I started doing that. And um, the ones I have done, I've had like decent success with. Like I haven't had like a lot of people show up. Um, it's been anywhere between five to 12 people actually like physically show up. Now I've had a lot of people sign up, but then actually showing up is different. Um, but those those people who did show up, you know, I went through my whole presentation. I taught people, you know, a handful of things um, and they got a lot of value from it. And then at, at the end of it, you know, I, I kind of gave like a special offer to where I was like, hey, like, you know, if you liked this webinar and you want to learn more or you want to take a next step or whatever, you know, I do want to give you guys access to a free gift for being here, which is a free discovery call and a free transformation call, which is basically where I give them like a game plan. Um, see if they resonate with it and then try and see if they want to actually start coaching. That's Um, cool. So how long are your webinars typically? Mine are typically around 90 minutes. Okay. Okay. And I am, I don't want to get stuck in the details, but I am curious, what would you say is the difference between say a webinar and a workshop and, um, maybe just those two things? Personally, I think that they're so similar. I mean, they they might have like certain differences, but I really think that they're pretty similar overall. 
Um, you know, a workshop might be in person, uh, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, a webinar is definitely like a, you know, it's a, it's a web seminar, seminar. So, you know, you're basically like giving like a presentation uh, to help people learn something and then hopefully, you know, get something from that in return, which would, which would be the, the call or something like that. Um, so I think that they're pretty interchangeable terms personally, but I don't know if you have different insights on that or not. Yeah. So I think sometimes there is just a subtle distinction. Um, I, when I hear the word workshop, I, I kind of assume that there's going to be work being done. And so I think that like, if somebody comes to a workshop, I'm probably going to walk them through a specific process. And so each time that is the case, there will be interaction, which you just mentioned interaction. And I think that's what act, like suggested that I even asked this question, um, because I've been on webinars before where it's basically just pre-recorded, And it there are some cool technological things that can allow it to maybe feel more real. Like if, if it says, oh, type this into the chat, and then you go to start typing something in the chat, you know, you see that other stuff gets typed into the chat. Uh, but then you realize that they're never going to answer your specific question because it's actually a pre-recorded webinar that they did before. <laughs> so um, but that's different than what you are describing. Um, now that you could be doing an individual webinar every single time where it's more like, here are the screenshots, here's some information. Like one is to be more succinct, I think one is more information giving and a workshop is more actually working on something. So coming up with, a, you're going to walk away with a specific, whether it's a task that was completed or, uh, you know, some sort of framework that you're going to walk away with, probably similar to like your strategy call that you mentioned, or your, I think you called it a transformation call. Um, mm -hmm. So I would see something like that if there were two or more people who are doing like a transformation call or something like that, that would be more of a workshop, whereas a webinar would be more of a, like, here's the information. We want to get your, we want to wet your palate a little bit so that you want more and then ask for something like a free discovery call. I don't know that it really matters. Um, the distinction for this, for the purposes of this particular episode, except that if somebody's listening and they're like, oh, I really want to do a webinar, uh, and then they hear the difference, they either way, whatever you learn today is going to be applicable to how you are trying to just give more value to your clients. It just might determine what process that you go through with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So. I don't really know what to say. <laughs> okay. We'll tell Mike to edit this one out too. Um, <laughs> Poor Mike. We just got done saying we don't do any editing. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say another sentence out of that. Um, I'll follow up with a question instead of just ending it with a statement. Okay. So now that I kind of just gave you a little bit of my own brain fart of like what the difference is. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the process that you go through with the individuals that you bring into your webinar, whether it's from the time that you invite them to the time that they have gone through it or however you want to go with that. I'm curious. And I think our listeners are too. Yeah. So I will, I'll kind of break it down into a few different sections. Perfect. Um, I'll break it down into the, section of like everything that goes into into play on the back end as far as like 
landing pages, emails, all that kind of stuff. Um, then I'll break it into the promotion side of things, and then I'll break it into the actual presentation side of things. Perfect. Is that right? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. So as far as the back end stuff goes, um, you know, there's basically three main things that I think that you'd want to do. Uh, one is, is to create like a really nice landing page for people to go to, to actually like learn more about the event and then also register for the event. Um, the other one would be to set up a, 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 a series of emails that when people do register for it, that they actually like receive like a welcoming email. They receive a, Hey, this is happening in three days. This is happening tomorrow. This is happening today. This is happening in an hour and we're starting now, right? Um, so setting that up and then, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, and the, pre the presentation side of things too, um, but we'll, we'll get to that. So as far as the landing page and the, and the emails go, you just need a, a pretty good CRM to do that. Um, there's a lot of different CRMs out there. I personally use ActiveCampaign uh, and you can build it yourself. Um, I know there's also a really, really nice tool called FunnelBot as well. Hmm. Uh, it's where like they have like a builder for landing pages where you just put in information and they just build it for you, which is nice. FunnelBot is pretty expensive, uh, but it's there if you, if you want to invest into it. But it, you know, the landing page, it should look nice. You know, it should have like a photo of you, um, you know, it should say like, here's have a couple buttons for like registering. It should have your title. It should tell people like what exactly they're going to learn. Um, and then it should maybe have like some testimonials in there from people who are past clients or current clients. And, you know, just give them a little bit of an insight as to like what it is and why they should be a part of it. Yeah. You know, um, so nothing too crazy, but like, I think that having those parts of it are really, really important. Um, and then when they do register to it, uh, you know, just ask for their name and email, phone number if you want, but name and email for sure. Uh, so that when they actually register, then an automated email will go out as like a welcoming email. And then they'll get the other emails as the, uh, as the event comes closer to the actual date. Perfect. So that's, that's what I would do on the back end. As far as promoting it goes, there's a lot of ways to promote this. You know, you can you can do an email blast uh, to your current email list. You could do social media um, promoting, whether it be with a flyer or whether it be with like an interactive post or story post. Um, you can do direct outreach to people uh, to where like, you know, maybe you reach out to people who are past leads that nothing happened and you want to invite them to it. Um, you know, maybe you reach out to people that just kind of showed interest on like, maybe like you made a flyer post or whatever, and they liked the post. You could just reach out to them and say, Hey, I saw you like this. Are you interested? If so, I could send you the link. You know, there's certain things you can do there. You can also do Facebook lives with other people, uh, almost like a joint venture kind of thing. Hmm. Um, so I'm actually doing that next week, the couple days before my event, I'm doing that with, uh, two or three different, different types of coaches. Um, and they're That's just cool. going to, you know, 
ask me about the event, what's it, what it's all about, why people should be there, ask me about who I am, like all that kind of stuff. So doing some joint venture stuff uh, is also a really good way to do things too. Can I hit pause um, for a second? Um, when you when you say a, do a joint venture thing, are they joining you on the actual webinar? Or no, okay. no, they wouldn't be. Can you no, talk so, a little bit more about that then? Please. Yeah. So what I mean by joint venture is like you're asking for some help with certain things, like to promote this event, and then maybe in return you're like, hey, you know, if if you're willing to do this, I wouldn't mind doing the same thing for something that you're promoting as well. Got it. Okay. You so know. it's it's just a you know, it's pat like each other on the back thing, right? Like yeah. you're okay. All right. Cool. Thank you. And sometimes even people will be willing to do an email blast on their email list for you, mm -hmm. if it makes sense, mm -hmm. you know? So, so there's, there's a lot of ways to go about it as far as promoting it goes. I think that the biggest thing is just to stay consistent with it. And I also think that it's a good idea to not promote it until you're probably like two weeks out. Okay. Because if it's anything more than that, like people aren't going to know what their schedules are. They're not going to be like super involved. Um, but if you really hone in on the last two weeks, it becomes a lot more relevant for people and they're more likely to actually sign up. Like the majority of people who actually sign up are literally within like the last two to three days. Yeah. That's typical. You know? um, so actually that leads to a question I was going to ask you and that's how often do you do these? Um, are, you know, are you, are you offering more than one at a time so that they have some uh, different choices to choose from? Or are you just picking one date and then releasing that information no more than two weeks ahead of time, but that is the only one they can choose from at that moment? The latter. So okay. I only focus on one um, at a time. However, mm -hmm. I'm trying to do a webinar slash masterclass slash workshop, you know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I, I try, I'm trying to do it every, uh, like six to eight weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And is it, I know you said whatever you want to call it, uh, because of <laughs> my asking the distinction, but are, is it the same one that you're doing every six to eight weeks? Or do you try to do something different every six to eight weeks? So there's been a few times where I've kind of reused the content. Mm -hmm. I've just kind of changed the title, mm -hmm. um, which is totally fine. Yeah, you know? of course. That totally works. Um, however, there's going to be other different types of ones that I'm going to make totally different content for. So, okay. you know, this one in particular that's coming up, it's titled Master Your Money for Millennials, Three Keys to Get Your Money Up and Your Debt Down, right? Mm -hmm. That one's going to be totally different than my next one that I want to do, which is more so focusing on marriages okay. in particular with like spouses that one person is on board and the other person's not mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be a totally different topic, but that's okay as well. Yeah, of course. And so um, if, if indeed there is a distinction in your mind as there is in mine about like workshop versus webinar, you could actually do both types. You could do it uh, to different types of, um, of audiences, like you just said, uh, you could have a webinar that kind of wets their palate a little bit and then invites them into a workshop. If indeed they, they were like, oh, I really like this information. Now I want help 
really focusing in on my own, but I, I don't want all of the deep, deep dives. And then you could actually start charging for workshops. You don't even have to do those absolutely free. I think that's the other, mm-hmm. uh, the other distinction. Uh, I mean, there are free webinars, there are free workshops, of course. Um, but I think that the idea, I, I would be more likely just as a consumer to pay for a workshop than I would to pay for a webinar based entirely on the title. Uh, and by title, I don't mean like the actual title you come up with. I mean, just the label of workshop versus webinar, uh, because mm-hmm. one does sound more like a, a just an informational thing to me. And uh, so that's just another way to think of it as well. So you could have almost like a stepping stone, you know, from one into the next. And then beyond that, they could work with you more individually. I've actually heard workshops also called whiteboard sessions. Uh, that really resonated with me when I was signing up for something. It was someone else's. It was basically a workshop is what it was. But what I was attracted to initially was the idea of it being called a whiteboard session because that that indicates that you are going to be working on something. You know, They're, they're going to have a whiteboard there. They're going to be actually mapping all of that out with me. And uh, so that was uh, another just insight that I wanted to throw here because it, sometimes the the title or the label that you give something really will resonate with whoever's watching. And it might be the thing that has them go, yep, I'm totally interested in that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. In fact, I would even say that the title is the most important thing. Yes. And I, I agree with that. And that's why I want to make sure I distinguish between title and label, because what I was referencing was whether or not you called it a webinar or a workshop. Um, and I know that that's not what the actual title is of it. So I misspoke on that. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Yeah. the The title is a very, very important thing, and I think we've actually done a full episode about titling things and how you word things on social media and on things like this. However, not everyone has had the absolute honor of listening to us since November. So, would you like to share with them maybe some tips on choosing a good title? Yeah. So, I'll even just use my my last uh, masterclass slash webinar that I did versus this one. Okay, Um, perfect. And even the one prior to that too. So the first one that I did, uh, I called it the Confident Money Webinar. The second one that I did, I called it, um, it was uh, three mistakes that millennials make that keep them in debt and full of anxiety. And this one I'm doing uh, Master Your Money for millennials, three keys to get your money up and debt down. And I have found that the one that I did that was focusing on anxiety and mistakes and debt Mm -hmm. was pretty negative of a title. Mm -hmm. To whereas the confident money webinar and master your money, get your money up and your debt down, those are more positive. I have gotten way better response from the two positive ones versus the negative one. Mm -hmm. And that might be different for other people. But for me specifically, I realized that the reason that that middle one that focused on the three mistakes um, is because it wasn't very on brand for me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, my, my presence on social media is very positive. It's very uplifting. And I just think it didn't resonate for people, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that just being aware of like how your title actually comes off um, based on your personal brand 
is very, very important. And to really lean into who you are as a person and what you are trying to help people with versus, you know, not really staying congruent with that. Uh, because, you know, there, there are things that, that people make mistakes on and there are things that make people anxious about money. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of what I do, but it's not what I focus on as far as like getting the results for. Right. And I think that's where the disconnect was. I agree. And, and I'm really glad that you said that word results, because that's where my mind went. Um, I I'm guessing, and I was not inside of your head when you were going through how to pick the title, but I'm guessing that you were trying to speak to the pain points of the individuals that you typically serve. And so that's where that negativity came from was like, well, you know, that these are the things that cause pain. And so let's, let's really hone in on those things. They know that. Like they, they know what is causing the pain for them. What they're interested in is how are you going to help alleviate that pain? And so while I agree with you, Cody, that it, it was not necessarily on brand. I'm not sure if that is the number one reason that it didn't resonate with people. I think it probably has more to do with the person who heard it and whether it resonated with them because they already, you weren't telling them something new. Like mm -hmm. they could, they're, they're like, I know some of these mistakes that, that we make, or I know the pain that I feel. They might not know the mistakes that they make, but you're answering that for them in that more positive title where you're like, here are the ways to dot, dot, dot. Those are actually responding to mistakes that people make. You're just, just flipping how you're actually talking about it. And they're interested in learning. What are those results that I can get? What are some of the things that I can do differently? Don't just tell me why I'm stuck. Right. So I think that that is huge. And I think that's probably why it was resonating more with people. Uh, having said that, I don't disagree with your last statement about making sure that whatever you do put out there is on brand with who you are and, and how that all um, how, how that all goes about. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's huge. Yeah, no problem. And one thing I want to point out, too, is that is that even though I had that one webinar that kind of was a flop in my mind. Now, I did get. A client from that so it wasn't like total flop right uh but it just didn't perform as much as i wanted it to mm -hmm. um the reason that i learned this is because i did it mm -hmm. yes that's the that's the biggest thing here is like you know there is a point in time where i've i had never done a presentation like this uh ever mm -hmm. and it was new it was scary i didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to do it and see how it went. Um, and sometimes that's the biggest thing is just like making that first step and understanding that like you might have 20, 30, 40, 50 people show up, but you also might have one person show up or yeah. even no people show mm -hmm. up. And if that is the case for you, if you know, if you try this out and you have no people show up or you have one person show up or two or three, whatever, still do it. Even if it's literally just you still do it so that you get that practice of like actually doing it. And you're also working that muscle of like, Hey, I'm the type of person that, that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it mm -hmm. regardless of how things turn out. I'm going to do it. And if you, if you were to work that muscle and then, get that strength from that and then also get the strength from the knowledge of what you're learning from, from maybe the things that you could like actually like uh, change or adjust for your next one. 
then I guarantee you that the next one, you're going to have someone show up. You're going to have double the amount of people show up or, or even just more people in general. And that's how you grow something. That's how yeah. you get better at something. Yeah. I, one of my favorite uh, coaches that I ever hired, he tells us, he's a podcaster. That's his primary mode of getting his word out. And uh, he's been doing this probably for 10 or 15 years or something has, you know, millions of downloads. Um, but he tells the story of one of the first times that he, uh, I think this was even before podcasting was available. So he had to kind of do like a, almost like a call-in webinar. Oh, oh, you know what? That free conference call.com. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're probably too young to have heard of that ever. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for all you listeners who haven't figured it out, I'm a lot older than Cody. Um, so there used to be a thing called free conference call. And it was like how you would do a webinar, if you will, without the webinar, without the computer. So it would all just be like a conference that people could dial into. And so he was doing exactly what Cody just described. He wanted to just put something out there. He didn't know if anyone was going to come up. So he had his wife be one of the first people to call in to this to this conference call. And she was upstairs in the bathroom, like giving one of the kids a bath or something. And, and so he pretended, he's like, he sees her name, her name's Angela. And he's like, Oh, I see. We have our first caller, Angela. You know, hey, Angela, tell us where, what city you're calling in from. And she's like, um, Cincinnati, because he's in Ohio. And she's like, he's like, oh, no, you know what? She didn't. He said, we have our first caller. Uh, tell us where you're coming, calling in from. And she said, um, upstairs in the bathroom. <laughs> he's like, oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> so- so it was just so funny to hear that this individual who literally had nobody who was supporting him, nobody who seemed to give two rats patooties about what he had to share. And he had to have his wife who was giving a bath to his kid call in as one of the first people. Now, all of these years later, he's like, he's been on world renowned stages. He, he, like I said, he has millions and millions of downloads. It's just, it's just such a cool story because what Cody just said is so real. Like if it's just you, you're going to feel like a complete idiot. You're going to be like looking at the camera, especially because it's a webinar and you're not just on the phone at this point, you're going to be looking at the camera and you're only going to see yourself and you're going to be talking to yourself for however long, 60 to 90 minutes. It's going to feel really, really awkward. Know that that is a fantastic foundational step for sharing what you have to offer with when there's that one person or the two people. And you guys imagine, imagine if there's just one or two people, how much value they're going to get from you with that only being the only person on there. Like they're going to feel like, man, I, I am getting all of this fantastic information and the one-to-one support just because I was willing to show up. And you can share it like that. You know, you can say, I'm keeping these small on purpose because I want to make sure that I give you the value. You can totally make it look like that you intended for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I mean, that's just, like I said, being the type of person that says that they're going to do something and then actually doing it regardless of how things turn out. That's something that is, uh, is very valuable. Because not a lot of people do that. And if you can be that person who does, you're already separating yourself from the pack. I agree. And for our listeners, just so you know, I actually joined uh, Cody's 
I think it was the second one that you put on. I think it was the one the with bad. the negative. Not, I, I would not say it's bad. I joined the one that was titled in more right. of a negative framework. Um, and actually, you, you absolutely nailed it, Cody. So do not decide that just because the title wasn't great, that, did, that didn't bring in the right amount of people. Uh, but what you provided in the, the approach that you used, I'm not at all surprised that you got a client on that because you really did do a fantastic job. So uh, I share that only because I want our listeners to know that you are not in this alone. So even if you don't have anybody who is necessarily signed up for it, don't forget to reach out to the coaches community because there might be somebody who's like, hey, if it's going to be low attendance and you don't want to just sit and talk to yourself and you want to be able to interact with somebody, maybe one of the coaches in the community can actually just sit through that with you. It might be a great learning experience for them. It'll provide an audience for you. And that's what collaboration is all about, you guys. So that's, I just want to throw that out there because don't feel like you can't ask for that. Yeah. And they can give you feedback too. Absolutely. Because like, they're not looking at it as like a consumer or a potential client. Like they're, they're looking at it on more of like a professional basis. So you might be able to do your presentation with, you know, a, a fellow coach that you connected with through our Facebook group, for example. Um, and they could be like, hey, like, I really like this part, but this part, I would maybe suggest trying this. What do you mm -hmm. think? Mm -hmm. And that's a way of learning, you know? So, yeah. So I also want to talk about the presentation side of things. Perfect. Um, so you, we've talked about the back end stuff. We've talked about the promoting. We've talked about the name. Um, and we've even talked about some mindset stuff too, but I'm sure that you're probably listening to this and you're like, okay, guys, I get it, <laughs> but how do I do it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm going to walk you through what I personally do. This is not like what you have to do. This is just what I personally do. Okay. Um, so I build my presentation through Canva. Okay. If you want to do PowerPoint or another resource, that's totally fine. But I personally use Canva um, and I do like the PowerPoint like tool through Canva. Mm -hmm. um, so I always start off with like an introduction to where it's basically just like, hey, this is what we're going to go over today. Thanks for coming. Blah, blah, blah. Then before I actually start the presentation, I actually like to tell a little bit more about my story. You know, like who I am, why I'm here, why I have the ability to even talk about this, uh, this topic with you, because like, you know, it just builds that no like, and trust kind of thing. Um, so I think that's a really important thing is just to have people understand who you are. Mm -hmm. um, then from there, I like to tell them, just so you're aware, I am going to be giving a special offer, but you need to stay until the end until you, if you actually want this. And it's like super jam-packed with value. So make sure you stay all the way to the end. That way you don't have people dropping out and they know like, oh, there's something in it for me. So they stay <laughs> for the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Then from there, I then go into the, like, the first teaching point, I guess you could say, um, and kind of like go in on that. I like to ask people questions leading off because I like to have it be interactive. You know, I don't want to just like be that one person that's talking on a screen for 90 minutes the entire time. Like mm -hmm. I really, really want there to be like interaction and having people feel like they're actually a part of something. So I always lead off each teaching point with a question 
and I and I wait for people to actually respond. And then I, you know, interact with them on it. And then we move forward to the actual teaching point and go through everything. So do you have uh, them respond verbally or in the chat? I personally like verbally. Okay. Would that for change this, for this purpose? Okay. Yes. Would it change if the numbers were a lot bigger? Or is are you um, gonna if try to keep were it a lot bigger? I mean probably, you know, if there's like fifty people in there. Mm-hmm. But I would even be curious to see like, you know, you could even phrase it as like, you know, here's the question, you know, I just want to hear from like one or two people mm-hmm. and just wait. Mm-hmm. You know, that way you're kind of putting like a number on it, like a cap. Yeah. Uh but it still is like who's gonna be that person? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So so that's that. And then after each teaching point, I like to put a testimonial um, slide to where it's like, here's these people, there's a picture of them, they're clients of mine, and here's what they have to say about not only the coaching that I, that I do, but very specifically about this teaching point. You know, so like if you're talking to someone about the purpose of um, uh, mindset, with with your money you don't want to have a testimonial that that talks about the budgeting process because it, it doesn't make sense it doesn't connect so mm-hmm. have it be a testimony that's about that particular teaching point mm-hmm. um, and i do that after every teaching point so i do uh this this presentation in particular there's three teaching points so i would do teaching point question unpack the teaching point testimonial teaching point number two start with the question unpack it end with the testimonial teaching point number three unpack it end with a testimonial and then from there once all three of those are done and your webinar is essentially done Mm -hmm. uh then you would then throw out the special offer thing and this is where i would like ask people to be interactive um, and I'd make like a slide that says like, it's special offer time. <laughs> and then I say like, type, I'm ready into the chat. So you have people like typing into the chat. You can, people can see that like, like other people are doing it too. And then they don't want to miss out on it. So then they interact and you get them to kind of buy into it right. a little bit already by just simply saying, I'm ready. Then you actually provide your offer. Um, and you just tell them like, you know, what it is, what the benefits are, what kind of value it's, it, it holds in dollar amount. So, you know, if it's something that's like a $500 value, make sure you tell them this is a $500 value and I'm giving it to you for free because you showed up today. So mm-hmm. you don't want to miss out and then ask them to type in the chat again and say something like, I want it, or I'm in or something like that. And that's your way of knowing that you can then reach out to those people uh, after the after the presentation is done, but you can also throw in the link for them to schedule their your call or do whatever sort of offer you're doing into the chat so they can do it right away as well. But you'll know who wants it by who's in the chat, and then you can then follow up with them afterwards if they haven't actually done it. Right, uh, and then after that, I just open it up for questions. And then I say, thank you. And that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's good. Um, one piece of information on the value piece of it, where you said like, make sure you let them know what the value is. 
I feel like that was one that was one um, constructive criticism that I offered you when I was in yeah. on your thing. Uh, and it was just that it wasn't a high enough value. So I just want to talk real quick about that. When you're deciding what that is, just consider two things. One, make sure that it's high enough uh, that if they were to ask you for that actual product that you feel comfortable giving them for that price. So that was the thing. I know some people are like, well, I don't want to say it's too high because I don't know if it, like, am I really bringing that value? Um, I don't remember what yours was to be fully honest, but I remember that if I had, I mean, I know how awesome you are at what you do. And so if as a consumer, if I had called you and said, Hey, I want this thing that you're offering, which I think was like a free discovery call or something, um, would you have done it for the price that you said it was the value? And I, I, you might have been willing to do it for that price, but I think that that was priced a little bit too low. So don't be afraid to let them know that they are getting immense value for whatever it is that you're offering at the end of that. They just give you 60 to 90 minutes of their time. It's a, it's a fair trade to give them immense value. So. Mm -hmm. um, that, that was it. I just wanted to share that, um, because I think that sometimes that's just another mindset thing. We, we don't realize really how valuable things are and, and we, we forget, like they might call you and actually ask, want to pay for that, for that price and say, but you said it was two fifty. dollars like, why are you wanting to charge me $400 for that? Like, oh yeah. Cause I didn't put the right value yeah. on there. So yeah, the, 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 what I had it priced at or valued at, I guess rather, um, so my giveaway was with, was two separate calls. One is a discovery and one is a transformation. Oh, okay. Uh, discovery is like a 15 to 20 minute call. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas transformation is like a 90 minute call. And I only valued it for the discovery. Oh, okay. And yeah. I put 250. Yeah, this see? coming <laughs> one, I'm putting 750. Okay, good. Good. So yeah, I didn't remember the details. I just remember going, yeah, I don't think he'd want to do that for, for 250. Uh, mm -hmm. Not as, not with as good as you are. So uh, yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind when you're, when you're putting that stuff out there. Um, don't be afraid to truly value what it is that they're getting for free because then they feel really good about it. like, oh, I, I actually did save some money by coming through this webinar. So very good. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been an absolute wealth of information. Thank you so much for sharing those three big pockets of um, st strategy on how to set this up. Uh, if anyone has any questions, obviously, feel free to reach out to us and ask us those questions if you need more clarification. Uh, but if you just pull out pen and paper and start taking notes on this stuff, you guys are going to be able to actually start putting this into practice very, very soon. Uh, if you need somebody to jump in and, and look at what you have going on, just make sure you're sharing that among the group that we have. It's New Money Habits Financial Coaches on Facebook. Uh, like I said earlier in this episode, if you want someone to sit in on that, just ask them. There very well might be a few people who say, yeah, I'm, I'm free at that time. And I'd be happy to sit in on your webinar um, just to provide some extra support. So uh, yeah, that's it. I think that we... That's it for today, right? Did we cover everything we promised we would cover? I think we did. I believe we did. Okay, sounds good. That's how All we right. roll. It is. Like we just, <laughs> like what What would be a value? Let's make sure we get it out there for them. And then we look at each other with blind blind eyes and say, I, did we do all that? Yeah, we did. So <laughs> you guys, thanks as always for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing 
podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.